Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. It's one thing to have riches and to have riches as your servant, and it's another thing to serve riches and for them to be your master. And that's what happened. In this rich man's life, our lives, as we said, are made up of a few years of choices and an eternity of consequences. Forever and ever and ever, we will be held accountable. Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives, so we can be our hands and feet. Hell is a real place. There is a judgment day that is coming, where if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will be held accountable strictly for your actions here on earth. The Bible states that no one under their own ability can reach heaven. Today, Pastor Ed looks at Luke 16, where we get a brief snapshot of heaven and hell. God desires for no one to experience hell. He sent His only Son to live a perfect life and die an innocent death so that we could spend eternity in paradise with Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Hell is a Real Place. Building in faith. The Gospel of St. Luke, the 16th chapter. And as you turn in your Bibles to Luke 16, just want to mention that many people think that this story that Jesus told is really a picture into the eternal. It's more than a parable, because in a parable, Jesus doesn't give names to the characters. This story here is really an insight to five minutes after death. Luke chapter 16, beginning to read with verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, 
nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. You're driving on a major road where they're working in the Hudson Valley, and you see the signs, danger ahead, merge into one lane. Doesn't it frustrate you when no one pays attention and you're paying attention, you're in the right lane and someone squeezes over and they just, oh, you get upset. Well, imagine with me that you were going on a trip 260 miles long and you saw 236 signs that read, danger ahead. Now, wouldn't you pay attention? Wouldn't you say, there's something ahead? Well, as you page through the 260 chapters of the New Testament, there are 236 warnings that tell us that there's judgment ahead that there's danger. God warns us again and again that there will be a day of judgment where everyone will have to give account to God. God doesn't give us empty warnings. He tells us that there's judgment ahead. The story that we read here is a story of contrast. It's a story of heaven and hell, of a believer and an unbeliever. It gives us a picture of their earthly life. And as you look at their earthly life, it says in verses 19 to 21, Jesus said, there were certain rich men who was splendidly clothed, who lived each day in luxury, at his door lay a diseased beggar named Lazarus. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his sores. Here you see one person who has absolutely nothing and another who has everything that this world can give. Uh, one has designer clothing, the other is in rags. One needs crutches. The other has riches. And in this contrast, you'll note their possessions. God often allots to people their lot in life. What they have, what they don't have. You go to Africa, you go to uh, South America, you go to places around the world, and there's nothing. There's poverty. 
And you look at what they have, and you realize that we are so, so blessed. Here in this story is Lazarus, and it describes in a text that he lived each day in luxury. He had splendid clothes. He was arrayed in purple, the scripture says. That meant he had the finest of clothing. Every day, steak and eggs. He ate at the finest cuisine. Anything he wanted was his. But uh, uh, Lazarus, rather, the poor man Lazarus, had nothing. He had absolutely nothing. The scraps were his. Now, tradition gives the rich man the name Divus. Lazarus was poor, and yet he was a believer, yet he trusted in God. You'll notice that one used his possessions just for himself. The other used just what was given to him. Both had their temptations. The one was tempted to become bitter and angry with God at his lot in life. He could have said, I'm a beggar, I have sores, I'm outside here, I have nothing, absolutely nothing. The other one had the temptation to use his wealth and riches just for himself. Their possessions became a temptation. Uh, Someone said, one of the horrors of hell is the undying memory of a misspent life. So remember, this man was given wealth, riches, possessions. He could have used it to alleviate the the needs and the hurts and the pains of others, but yet he doesn't. He uses it only for himself. In Luke 16, 25, it reads, but Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted. And Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you are in anguish. How we use what God has given us will be held accountable for. Everything we have is not our own, but it all belongs to him. And we are stewards of what God has given us. And here in this story, Jesus clearly makes the point. Here's a rich man who has everything. He squanders it on himself. He is a poor man who has nothing. He doesn't become bitter and angry, but he trusts in God. It was Henry, Matthew Henry who said, there is a burden of care in getting riches. Fear in keeping them temptation in using them, guilt in abusing them, sorrow in losing them, and a burden of accounting at last to be given concerning them. The rich man didn't use his wealth and riches for God. He used it for himself. The rich man trusted in his riches. In fact, the name Lazarus The poor man's name means, in God I trust, or God is my helper. How are we using what God has given us? This man didn't use his possessions well. The other one had no possessions, but he had a faith in God. And 
you look at the privilege that both of them had. One had power, prestige, a position. The other man had no clout, no real influence. Our lives are made up of a few years of choices and an eternity of consequences. How we use our influence, our prestige, our position, how we use what God has granted us, we will be held accountable for. And that's what the scripture is teaching at this moment. Here he has these possessions and they're his. It's one thing to have possessions. It's another thing for possessions to have you. It's one thing to have riches and to have riches as your servant. And it's another thing to serve riches and for them to be your master. And that's what happened in this rich man's life. Our lives, as we said, are made up of a few years of choices and an eternity of consequences. Forever and ever and ever, we will be held accountable. If money is not your servant, it will be your master. It was on December 25th, a number of years ago, a good number of years ago, that Dean Martin died. Three years after his death, they had a memorial service. Shirley MacLaine you know, said she had talked to Dean Martin prior to the memorial service, and she said, he's enjoying heaven. Well, the real way you get to heaven is by knowing Jesus Christ personally as your Lord and Savior. People may think somehow through some channeling or through some type of new age philosophy that, you know, you're going to get to heaven if you're just a good person and they're going to communicate. No, no. The Bible clearly says that if we don't accept Christ as Lord and Savior, if we're not born again, we're lost for all eternity. This man, this rich man, was a Jew. He was in the right religion. He was in the right faith. But his faith didn't get into his heart. Maybe it just got into his head. And so the text tells us that their lives is a contrast, but not only their lives, their death. In verses 22 to 23, finally the beggar died and was carried by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and his soul went to the place of the dead. There in torment he saw Lazarus in a far, in a far distance with Abraham. Both of them died. Both of them left this world. Both of them exited this world. The Bible tells us that it came to pass, the beggar died. But notice how the rich man died. It says, the rich man died and was buried. All it says is he was buried in the Bible text. Now, I'm sure having the wealth that he did, they had professional mourners follow and they were weeping and they were crying. And then they had a beautiful eulogy in the synagogue saying how the rich man was this tremendous 
really good person and he gave to this society and that society and he helped over here and he helped over there. And oh, it was a beautiful funeral service. And the headstone, you, you could just imagine how beautiful that headstone was. And afterwards, they had a real big dinner for fellowship. But the poor man, well, maybe they found a potter's field for him. Maybe they gave him, you know, a, a simple funeral. Not many people noticed that he wasn't there. And those who did notice that he wasn't there were pretty happy he wasn't there begging anymore. But what does the Bible's text say? It says, the angels came and carried him away. Whereas the rich man, just he died and he buried. There was a, a big funeral for him in this world, but he died and he was buried. But the poor man was carried into the presence of Almighty God. Lazarus was carried into the presence of the Lord. You look at their entrance, not only their exit, but their entrance into heaven. One finds himself in the torments of hell. Immediately, he's in the fire. And he's being burned, but yet not consumed. He's having thirst, but never having that thirst quenched. He is conscious of who he is. He's not obliterated. He's conscious of who Lazarus was. He's conscious of Abraham. See, death is not an obliteration. There's a consciousness. Jesus told this story and is relating how people, when they die, they're still them. They're still themselves. You see him far away in, from Abraham, but yet he could see, and yet he could see Lazarus. And here you see uh, Lazarus enjoying comfort at that time, being consoled. So their entrance was far different. One was carried into the presence, as it were, of the saints, and the other one was carried into the presence of judgment. And look at not only their death, their lives, but their future. Verse 46, they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Look at that word, eternal Eternal, eternal, eternal. Eternal means the same thing for the righteous as it means for the unrighteous. Eternal means everlasting, forever and ever and ever. That's what, take your dictionary, that's what it means. That's what it means in the Greek language as well. Here, the rich man is going to go into eternal punishment that never ends. That's what the Bible teaches. It teaches that there's going to be a place of everlasting blessing and of everlasting judgment. Here is the poor man, Lazarus, and he's going to be comforted. He went from rags to riches. He went from eating the scraps to feasting at the table and banqueting with the king. He went from pain to be healed by the great physician to know no pain. He was blessed for all eternity. The few years here impact forever 
over there. But not only was there everlasting blessing in the text, uh, Revelation 14, 13 says, then I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, as the spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. This man, the good deeds that he did, maybe he prayed for others while he was sick. Maybe he shared the scraps of food with other beggars that he had. Uh, maybe he overcame the temptations of becoming bitter and angry at his lot in life. Uh, but his deeds are following him. He's in heaven. But then this is a place also of everlasting judgment. Look at verse 24, everlasting judgment. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in anguish in these flames. The Bible is real clear. Whose ever name is not written in the book of life will suffer forever and ever in the lake of fire. Hell, the grave, are cast into the lake of fire, which is eternal, where Satan and the angels and all and the false prophets will suffer forever and ever, and all those who have rejected Christ. Now, there are degrees of punishment, the Bible teaches, but in Revelation 20, 15, it says, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. It's a real place of suffering. God provided mercy in Jesus Christ, forgiveness in Christ. That's God's mercy in Christ. Him dying on the cross for us. In Luke chapter 16, verses 30 to 31, it says, the rich man replied, no father Abraham, but if someone sent to them from the dead, then they will turn from their sins. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. You know, there have been people who have been risen from the dead. I heard a story about a man in Africa at a, at a revival service. He was dead for three days. He was raised from the dead. And when he came back to life, he began to tell people about what he saw, heaven and hell. He said, in hell, it was dark. And he said, when I went to the gates of hell, multitudes were streaming in the gates. And he said, I could hear the screams of people suffering in pain. And he said, when I went to the gates of heaven, he said, all the time I was there, I saw no one go into the gates of heaven. See, narrow is the road and few that enter. And broad is the road. And many there are that go thereby to hell. There are people, physicians. Uh, the one man did a study of people who had after-death experiences. And he did the study and he said, so many of them experienced the judgment of hell and sore the anger, the wrath of God. Jesus told a true story of a rich man and a poor man. He opened up, as it were, the windows to this afterlife. And he said, here is what ahead. 
Either it will be judgment or it will be salvation. The choice is ours. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching through the Gospel of Luke. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Hello.